0: Going into this episode, it was really interesting because I came down to the conclusion that my rotation has actually been healthier than ever, and it's because the month of October for 2023 has actually been pretty, I would say, impactful To say the least. I mean, it's not one of the craziest months for music ever, but still my rotation is kind of stacked with all kinds of different sounds, whether it's alternative R&B and electronic music, or whether it's this classic boom bap hip hop that I grew up listening to and now I'm kind of falling back in love with. So in today's episode, guys, Lou and I are going through kind of our recommendations for October 23. Because it's been quite an interesting year when it comes to hip-hop, and I feel like this year has been strong not only on the hip-hop side, but also across all genres. So guys, welcome back into another episode. Um, Smash the follow button if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you guys access your audio-exclusive episodes. Not only that, but we're going to be dropping these every single Tuesday, so follow along with our schedule. And guys, enjoy this nice episode, because I brought in some good music for today's episode. 100% man, and I
1: feel like this is one of the best months for music all year long. And a lot of people had this narrative of like 2023 is mid, it's not a good year for music, but now it seems to almost be changing a little bit just because we're getting to the fourth quarter and there's been more and more quality as the weeks have passed by. And this month was uh, really a breath of fresh air, not only for hip hop, but also for other genres as we're going to get to. But um, I want to get the obvious album out of the way. I want to talk about the biggest album that dropped in October It is Drake's For All The Dogs, Mm -hmm. and listen, this is a long album, and as we mentioned before, there's not too much that I want to personally pluck out of this, but there's been some songs, besides the obvious ones that I've been speaking about, like an 8am in Charlotte or a first-person shooter that have been going absolutely crazy on the charts and whatever else, but there's some more low-key songs that I maybe didn't really gravitate towards too much on the get-go, but as time has gone on, i found more and more to appreciate about these particular ones. So before I get into my recs for this album, do you have anything from it?
0: Do I have any recs for this album? That's a very interesting well, question. Well, maybe, it, maybe it, not any recs because it, it's, it's hard to like recommend Drake, Drake, Drake songs. You, you know, know I what I mean? Really you know, who who are you putting <laughs> on
1: when it comes to Drake? <laughs> but I mean, I, I will more say this, what's uh, in your rotation? Let's say. Okay, so uh, what do you want to shine some light obvious,
0: on? First person shooter and uh, taking out ADM in complete contention that's out of there obviously um Away From Home I spoke about it in a recent TikTok uh, episode that we did I feel like that's still um one of the stronger songs in the album as far as writing goes I like like kind of um the low subdued production from Benny X I really like that beat I know you weren't a big fan of it but I feel like it kind of suits my taste and what I'm looking for nowadays um listen I gave credit to Drew at Picasso on the initial review first listen I knew it was a good song and it's still a good song I do feel like it's one of the stronger tracks off of the album definitely the best R&B cut off of this project mm, interesting. um I will say that I feel like the writing is concise I do feel like there's a constant emotion that starts from beginning to end Um, I also like all the time changes in the song as well I do feel like it's more of a dynamic track in the way that it's structured Um, and just going through it I I feel like I could have a good time with it and it's kind of like that loose feel fun that I enjoy from Drake tracks on the R&B side of things and something to get me in my feels you know but besides that um, even songs that I didn't like off of the get go like let's say Virginia Beach I'm not going back to that I'm being completely honest with you not going back to Fear of Lights I'm not going back the daylight um i don't give a fuck by yeet i feel like that was a good song but it wasn't anything too crazy that didn't crack my rotation um slime you all kind of fall, fell out of rotation excuse me not something that i go back to all that often at the moment so i'd kind of say that's where my listening ship is yeah with this and it's album. interesting
1: because we're almost a month deep into the album and you know we've heard it obviously in the studio we've heard it in our whips we even heard some of these songs at parties and the opinion isn't really changing like despite the environment changing around us i just feel like there's just there's something missing. But what do you the got, out of But this what because, I have, yeah. yeah. Drew Picasso, since you mentioned that, I'll talk about that's becoming one of my favorites off the entire project i love the soul sample the female vocals that are looped that drake is rapping over in that last verse i think that's where the song really takes full flight as you're getting um just these these dark nighttime dark lane demo tapes types of vibes Like i feel like this song would have fit really well in that project it has that nocturnal feeling to it um as drake is going through everything he can provide for his woman um i like that a lot um the first two verses, I'm getting around to them, but the slow phrasing and the bit of mumble delivery is hard to, you know, sort of fuck with, to be honest with you. But um, that's been a big standout. Another one I want to talk about is Amen, which is a song that I liked off of first listen, but I've just been, you know, really enjoying more and more. And I think the reason for that is because it showed Drake really getting out of his comfort zone. Like, I'm like, you know what? This is a song unlike any other Drake song, and that's where I'm at right now with my listening with Drake is wanting to hear him take these risks and I think him rapping over this gospel heavy instrumental um, and, you know implementing his
0: usual love themes within that was a breath of fresh air for Drake's catalog. The only problem I have with the Drake verse is that it's a bit too slow but I understand he's rapping over a gospel production so you can't have this crazy hyped up flow and these incredible cadence switches like I understand where he's coming from. Yeah, are, it's standard it's just, for yeah, but, Drake but Chizo steals the show there. Uh, absolutely. So that's what I'm trying to say though is that it's standard for Drake so how really different is it Let's say in the context of listening to It's different
1: to Drake. in terms of the instrumental he chose
0: to rap over like that, that's the most I can give it and it was still refreshing for me. I guess the collaboration as well having Tizo on there but yeah absolutely I think Tizo had one of the best moments on the entire album on Amen but again I'm on a Drake album I'm not on a Tizo album so I feel that's that. the thing is that like when I'm going back to this project um I'm trying to find quality Drake performances and uh you know I think that Tizo has had fantastic you know features across the entirety of his career up to this point starting all the way back to Call Me If You Get Lost going on to Utopia and now with this it's just it's a track that I don't really I don't really go back to all that yeah. much but guys let me know in the questions. Well, I think it's called questions. The Q&A. Yeah, the Q&A on yeah. Spotify. Uh, how do you guys feel about it? You know, Let me know. Do you guys go back to For All the Dogs all that much? What's your relationship with it like? And now that it's going to be close to a month of it being out, like how's it living with you and has it aged better? But
1: where do you want to go next, bro? Where do you want to go next? I mean, I think there's one album that we have in common, um, an album that we both might have as our album of the year. Yeah, That's going to be Lahai by Sampha. Is it Lahai or
0: is it Lahay? I don't think it's Lahay. I think it's Lahai. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Lahai. Excuse us if we're... Uh mispronouncing anything you know it's just a little common mistake that we make as Canadian boys but regardless though yeah this is a lock for my album of the year and you know it's what's a interesting? lock for your album of the it's year it's a lock for my album of the year it is the uh, best after album only 10 days that's saying a lot it is the, it is the most impressive album I've heard this year from yeah. a writing standpoint from a production standpoint and from a performance standpoint um the sequencing on the album is absolutely perfect um I think that the way that the track like the the structure of the track list is just absolutely incredible for your rotation um it doesn't overdo it it's only 16 songs. It doesn't underdo it because Sanfa hasn't dropped since 2016. So you're kind of left satisfied with what he's given you and it's interesting because it's a catch-up of his life since the last time he's dropped so that's what i really like about it plus like this electronic soundscape that rings off throughout the entire album in my opinion is probably the best produced album of the year yeah i
1: think it is the best produced album of the year i mean especially the use of of drums and bass throughout the project you're getting a lot of these really quick rolls of snares that are used really creatively and what's interesting is that i think someone mentioned this in the live stream the live album reaction that we did um, for this album and the more I listen to it, the more I agree, where there's a lot of similarities between this album and Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, of course, in the way the, the snares and the drums are used, but also within the subject matter. Like This album is about Sampha overcoming a lot of the trauma in his life and getting that spiritual freedom. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I really enjoy about this album because as a full experience, it feels like an out-of-body experience. It really bro. does. And he, yeah. he, he's really, it's a testament to the spirituality that's present Um Throughout his writing and throughout um, the sounds he's using, if it's certain whistles going off in different songs, or maybe it's the spacey and glitchy synths on a song like Satellite Business. Um, That's a a incredible song, by the way. There's a a lot of elements that really bring up this psychedelic, out-of-body experience that really give me a feeling unlike anything... Um, I've gotten all year
0: long. I feel and- like it is the most underrated album of the year, though. I feel like there has to be more conversation about this because when I listen to a track list like this, I- I'm not going to lie to you. I'm being completely honest with you. Like, this is a thousand percent for me. I feel like this is like on the quality and level for like I don't know if you could kind of say that this is alternative R&B I'm to not, some degree from to, to it, the in... R&B if you
1: want to pinpoint yes. one genre it's more R&B because than there's
0: electronic production throughout it it's kind of hard to pinpoint a genre but I guess you probably could say it's R&B absolutely this is one of the best alternative R&B albums I've heard in a very long time Yeah, um, especially from Sampha's performance like there's really there's really something special about his performance on this album because it feels personal even going to the hooks on this album example um, like a can go back, or even something like a Jonathan Seagull, or even something like, um, where is it bro, it's a bit Jonathan yeah, it, Seagull it, is amazing, bro, I love that um, song. Bro, Tenderness, Inclination Compass, just incredible records, Spirit 2.0, just What's all your fa- th- wait, well,
1: Let's go through our favorite song on the album, I want to talk about um, that, let's go through standouts. Okay, so my favorite, I would
0: say, <sighs> Suspended is that what you, I think you might have said that last I, time I would say Suspended, I'll give you my top three I'll go Suspended, I would go Spirit 2.0 Satellite Business has to be in there It's just a bit of a shorter track the Production so. wise that one's impeccable. Like I think that's my favorite Produced song off of the album And then I would have to go with My favorite's dance go I can't go back yeah, dancing, dancing Circles is, circles is as well.
1: amazing, bro. Like you really feel like you're sitting in Samba's car, you know, in traffic in London. And just there's a wholesome
0: vibe to it and um just the writing is is beautiful, bro. Because when you go even to a song like Can't Go Back, listening to the drums on that, the progression of the drums and how dynamic they are, mm. it, it's so well implemented into the tracks, right? You're listening to a song like Can't Go Back and there's legitimately, I don't think there's any drums until like maybe 25% into the song and then that's when like you really have it all come through and I just, I also love how much intention there is in this track list but it doesn't come at the cost of the like the replay value of the album for me. That's another thing like I I, I, uh, I went to my cousin Joey's house on uh, on Friday and we were playing FIFA and I was just I, I if you guys don't know like uh, I kind of like managed my cousin's ultimate team you know it's pretty fun <laughs> it's super sick you know I feel like I'm a kid again like we go there and like, we just fucking junk it and it's kind of like my night off we stay up to like four a.m. it's a fun vibe and um, I was having like I had this album on replay in the background practically the entire night and even the morning when we had played and. My cousin's like, what album is this? He was you know, actually I, fucking with it? And really? My cousin was enjoying nice. it because you you have to enjoy good music because you don't really want to say anything. I kind of put it as like background music, you know, just mm. something to get the mood and the ambiance going. It's very it's a very calm album. It's nice. And you guys know if you've ever played Ultimate Team, how angry you could get while playing that game and um, just create a nice ambiance. And he was like, this is incredible. And he um, just wanted to know the name of the album. So I thought I'd bring that in. You know, it's, it's a really accessible album. Um, sonically it's a very interesting album like it's gonna pull you in you really like you really get drawn to the soundscape and the production that rings off throughout it so I want to get Samfa's flowers realistically my album of the year I'm yeah it, it is
1: my album of the year right now it's like I said it's still a bit soon to say it's been 10 days but I think it is surpassing a lot of the other contenders that I had but um yeah incredible job by Samfa well worth the six year wait and yeah there's just there's so much to pull out of this album in terms of concepts in terms of musicality in terms of flawless mixing bro like there's so yeah. many there's oh so many goodness. different vocal tracks that are blended in per song and the way that they're implemented it's just everything is well spaced out everything just feels um in sync man it's a perfectly calculated album it yeah. really is
0: i was having this uh, conversation with uh, jt at uh, at a cafe yesterday uh, yesterday afternoon we were speaking about the album and he's in awe for how good it is bro and like he's a big R&B You think guy. it's
1: better than Process off of like the the first uh yeah, side album? Think so. It might be. It, it might be because maybe be. I'm
0: in a better headspace to be able to listen to this for the first time when I was 16 years old I really wasn't looking for alt R&B and it wasn't really my genre obviously like I was listening to Frank Ocean and you know the the most popular and best releases but I was never really like paying attention to production sequencing I didn't even know what that was mm-hmm. so to be able to enjoy and appreciate this album now at this level in my career of journalism um, it's really fun so I've had a good time with it but let's speak about another hip-hop album alright and this is a question that I've had for you um, you know in multiple episodes that we've had is Wadzir a album of the year contender for you or is it a lock for your top 10 list and you've told told me yes on several different occasions and going back through the album um, I did a respin before we actually got into this episode today I've had a great time with it I think it's a really nice listen I'm kind of on the edge with it though I think it's maybe going to make my honorable mentions but I'm not sure if it's a top 10 so probably not going to crack your top 10 I'm going to consider it interesting it's definitely one of those projects that's in heavy contention especially in in a bit of a slower hip-hop year I really do feel like the chemistry is on full display from the alchemist and Earl it's just that I can't find myself going back to Earl all that much like all the time if that makes sense that's 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 the
1: thing that's why I didn't bring it into my recs um for this uh for this month because it has kind of faded a bit in my rotation to be honest with you and at the end of the day, that's, the only, that's not the only thing I look at, though, when it comes to you know making a top 10 album of the year list. You know, like um, For example, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers made my top, I think it made number six last year, but it wasn't even one of my most top 10 played albums of that year. It really wasn't. Oh, and absolutely. like, there's some albums that I think are meant to be experienced, maybe only a couple times, or maybe only be revisited when you're in a certain mood, or you want to gain a certain value um, from the album that isn't, Necessary for your everyday life, and I feel like that's what Vardier falls into for me. Um, so yeah, listen, guys, check out the album if you haven't already. It'll it'll probably make my top ten of the year. But um, yeah, n- nothing too much else to say about it, to be honest. All right, go on with your next recommendation. What I want got? to talk about some songs off of the new Brent Faiyaz album, right. um, Larger Than Life. Um, The first one I want to talk about is Tim's intro where you have the Timbaland uh, vocal sampled, you get some violin, some orchestral instrumentals ringing off and then you transition to these poppy guitar chords that are sampled from TLC's No Scrubs and I absolutely love all the dynamics going on within the track. Um, Very unorthodox for a Brent Faya song and I thought that it was an amazing way and an epic way to start off that album totally caught me off guard, which I absolutely loved. And his vocals are smooth all throughout it. Um, and it just, it becomes a jam once you get those guitar chords. Um, I do wish it was maybe a bit longer of a song. That's my Th- That was a critique that you had within the reaction. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's good for the length it is. But after more and more listens, I agree. I think it could have been you know, there could have been more added to it, like an extra verse or something. But.
0: Absolutely. Um, a song that I wish, I wish could have been just adjusted a bit off of this album Um, is Last One Left. This okay. was at a song that I really enjoyed off of first listen. And um, going back to Lil Gray's part on it, I'm like... Come on, this really just had to be Brent Fayez's song. This is really just up his alley, and um, I like the slow, pronounced production. I really do feel like it fits the track well, and it's just one of those catchy Brent Fayez songs that made my rotation. But once I get to the, like the little grade verse, which is at the end of the song, I'm just kind of left like, well, I'm not trying to hear this right now, you know. And mm. that's kind of like my main issue with this album as a whole. Even sitting with it over the weekend, is that there's certain features off of this project that are a bit miscalculated, and there's like a certain curation choice where I'm like. Well, this could have maybe been better this way, but that's just my critique of it. Um, even going into something like, let's say, outside all night. That's the next. A$AP that's, Rocky, the, that's the next. That's I yeah. Had, th- yeah. Th- that's the song that I really want to recommend off of this album because um, I was able to actually recommend it to my cousin Chris. Uh, we were coming to get you for that party on Saturday night, and uh, I was just showing him the song. He's like, "Fuck, that's actually really solid." And he's not necessarily the biggest R and B fan, so to be able to show him something like this is really cool. Um, the ASAP Rocky performance steals the show. <laughs> Crazy. Um, the way that he gets into his singing. Ba- at the end of the verse is really well done his vocals sound great um, is able to stay consistent with his cadence and his flow throughout it I really do feel like it's a top tier performance from Rocky and again just gets me excited for maybe what's to come off of his new album
1: yeah I don't know about that Rocky album bro like who the fuck knows when that's coming at this point but Yeah I mean Rocky over like old vintage soul music is always going to hit the same way he did on Feel the Fire and like you said I love all the aspects from the singing to the rapping bag he went into bringing in some old flows that reminded me of shit he did off of cozy tapes that's the kind of pocket I found himself going into. Um, and he also like sticks true to the theme of the song, which is, um, you know, this problematic relationship, which is awesome. Then you have Brent Fiaz singing with a lot of reverb and his soft spoken vocals really remind me of like the softest version of Michael Jackson. If you really pay attention to the inflections, you'll definitely pick up on some MJ influence um, from Brent on that song, which is not really common, but that was cool. And also N3W, the other vocalist on the track, she had beautiful vocals um, and it was cool to get the mail.
0: It's probably pronounced new. Well, it's, it's it's
1: there's a whole thing. I'm just shortening it. It's N3W, and there's a bunch of other like random. It's like a Wi-Fi password, bro. Like it's a bunch of random fucking letters and numbers all jumbled together. But no disrespect. Um, I hope that I'm pronouncing it somewhat correctly. Um, but yeah, amazing song, super dynamic, and one of the best features um of the year. It might crack my top ten rap features of the year for Rocky's performance. It was. Really perfect from finish to from start to finish. It so. really was.
0: But okay, let me go on to another album. What another recommendation for me? And I'm um, I'm happy that the community really realized this song and the community is kind of celebrating and championing it. And this is going to be Kitchen Lights off of oh, Then You Pray too. for Me. Yeah, come on. Had to bring that. It, in. Th- this is de- this is going to be a top five song of the year for me. It really is. I think everything from the lush production from DJ Brunois um, to Stovgaard cooks his hook. It's really an incredible song from start to finish, and. Um, thank God for Stove God Cooks on this entire album. I could even give you guys something else off of it just real quick. Um, I really enjoyed Mama's Primetime as well with J.I.D. and Conway. That was an incredible track as well. But I do feel like this is like the clear standout as the best track off of this album. It, it
1: is. I mean, the music's elegant. It's lush. It's fucking magical, bro. It sounds almost like, like a Disney movie. It's pristine, bro. It's like too good to be true. Um, And I um, feel
0: like that's what the album kind of signifies to a certain extent. It's like this is a high art series. You know, so this is. perfectly um, encapsulates what the album is supposed to be. So I was very impressed. Yeah, with super drive. impressed.
1: I think it's a lock for a top ten song of the year for me. And Stove God Cooks um, is just a wordsmith unlike any other, and he really makes you feel like you're in the in the kitchen cooking with him because he has lines like counting half a mil with cocaine under my fingernails, you know,
0: where, in order water know. turned from foggy to clear, you just stand there and stare, like, it's really, and, and what's interesting is that obviously we've heard coke bars before, Lou and I are big fans of um, gangster rap and coke, coke rap and as a that. whole, yeah, it's some of our favorite subgenres in hip hop, it's so interesting and compelling, but to be able to do that type of stuff over this lush of a production from DJ Benoit is incredible, like you said, it's just, it's too good to be true as far as a production goes, easily one of the best produced songs I've heard all year. Absolutely as far as a beat goes yeah it's incredible I'm and still I'm, I'm just
1: I can't get over it bro like since the review I'm just addicted to that song I really can't get do enough do you have anything it. else off of here? um yeah like you said Mama's Prime Time um I really fuck with Benny's verse off Acosta's off the, the Take Keith beat um that one's really uh, really fire how about 1989? you ever go back uh, yeah, to 1989? it's cool it's cool I haven't been going back to it
0: too much though I think Kitchen Lights is definitely the standout. But like though.
1: I said, I, I found the album pretty mid overall. I
0: know it's a hot take. Most people found it good or great, but um, I was happy with my review. I was listening to like because like that was the thing. I was looking at your takes. I'm like, I don't really feel that way. You know, I think it was a good, solid album that I'm going back to. I'm enjoying it. It was definitely it was, poorly, definitely
1: it was a poorly curated album. And I, that's my biggest issue. Is when you go into a West Side Gun album, you're expecting um, amazing sequencing and just a good flow of tracks that make sense in relation to each other and i didn't get that with this album so that's kind of what weighed it down the most for me personally all right what else Um, you got next up i want to talk about dope boy by offset featuring young nudie and a lot of people are talking about say my grace off of set it off that's kind of the major hit that was the collaboration that was super hyped up but um everyone knows that one but a song that's been really bumping off for me is dope boy um We got to hear it Saturday at a party and it sounded even better with huge fucking speakers. Um, This is a knocking fucking song and it reminds me of that old 2017 offset. Just because of the creativity of the flows, the confident aura that he brings um, in terms of his track presence. And you also get a catchy hook from him and a killer feature from Young Noody who brings... A different energy entirely he's more nonchalant he's more loose with his rapping um and it's just a nice contrast to Offset's verse so really underrated collaboration they both killed it and you know in an era right now where we don't really have peak trap music this gave me a taste of the glory days of 2017 and 2015 and 16 so um I'm seeing
0: a lot of people enjoy this album
1: yeah, the album as a whole is, is is all right, but it's all right. Their, their standouts and dope Boy is one of them. So this was okay. That's a song I wanted to to bring in. So how you feeling about "Say My Grace"? "Say My Grace" fucking goes hard, bro. And listen, we're gonna do. Uh, we have a bracket uh, coming up, and uh, that's gonna be included. So we'll see. Uh, what your takes are on that because uh, I think you underrated a little bit.
0: I it's just it's not uh, it's not necessarily the most compelling offset song. That's like my thing. Is that like I I think that like yeah you get you gotta. Yeah, Listen, I think the vinyls production is cool. I don't think it's anything too crazy. I've heard better vinyls production, if I'm being honest uh, ob- with you. Obviously,
1: it's vinyls, bro. It's, it's like saying, oh, well, I've heard better Boy Wonder production. Like, well, yeah, he's absolutely. Boy Wonder, uh, well, bro. Like, like just he has like you amazing said, with credits. With the West Side
0: Gun, there's something that I expect out of a collaboration that, that's, that's this big. Um, I understand it's going viral for a lot of people right now. But you know, I'm just saying, like, when you go into the verses itself, it's nothing too crazy, bro. It's standard offset. It's standard Travis Scott. And, yeah, you get these crazy fucking 808s. It's, it's one of the reg- most hype songs of the year for me. It's cool. It I just I felt like I've heard this song before. That's my only problem with it. We'll, we'll get into that more into uh, into that bracket that we even do, the way but, that. Uh... Uh... What? filled up the crib with cars, the halls with all and all. I'm still saving. I'm still having space. Got a particular taste picky eater, I guess. Like, okay.
1: Bro, w- w- when have Offset's lyrics ever blown your mind, though? Th- th- like, th-
0: That's that's Travis lyrics. I'm just saying, like... Re- re- regardless, even Travis is not the craziest I just, lyricist. I, like, I'm just... I don't know. I have a nitpick with the song. I just... I can't get into it all that much. It's one of those songs that I feel like everyone loves that I just can't enjoy yeah. that much. And I think it's maybe because even from when I heard the snippets, I was just never, like, too impressed with it. I'm like, okay, like, it's a standard trap song, you know? I got it. Ah, it's cool. disagree. It's cool. I have I have like a catalog full of these that I could go back to. So that's kind of how I feel Anyways, about what it. What do you got? Uh, what do you got next? Honestly, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, that's all I got for this year. That's the bro. majority the, of the the stuff. Th- that's well, the let's talk about stuff.
1: some of the Ken Carson stuff because I know we both had some Ken Carson rotation, and it's a cool feeling when you're rooting for an artist, and then everything they drop is weak, and then you finally get a project or a set of songs yeah. that can totally you know change your mind, and that's what ended up happening with me in a great chaos. You know, I mean. It was one of the biggest surprises of 2023 because I ended up getting a lot of songs like Fighting My Demons, for example, where Ken Carson shows a lot of personality. He's rapping with like this evil laugh that he uses as this ad lib in between bars. He has some of his most dynamic and animated vocals he's ever brought in. Then you have a crazy beat switch. That's something else I love about the song is that you have a sick beat switch towards the end. Um,
0: something for me is Vampire Hour off of this album mm -hmm. Um, that's a song that I really do enjoy just it's it's like sonically different than everything else that you get off the track list like it it reminds me of like kind of like an old Cardi aesthetic though but mixed in with like that hardcore like Ken Carson sound that his fans seem to be loving right now and like you said it was very nice to be able to see him drop a good album this year I'm very happy for him just because um, if these are the people that are going to be carrying the genre in the future and there's a whole subgenre being created from Cardi at the moment and being carried by Opium, you want to see these guys perform and you want to see them um, come through with good projects. And that's why I think I enjoyed A Great Chaos is regardless if it makes my, my rotation or not, it was compelling. It was interesting. It was like a project that I really never heard before this year. So that's what I like about it. Um, I, I guess it's interesting because like we're 23 at this point and we're kind of getting up there as far as our music listening ship goes. And he was able to surprise me, you know? And he he that, that We're on the younger side too. So it's, it's interesting to see what like maybe the kids that are five to six years younger than us are going back to at this point. You feel
1: like overall, like because you're maturing and you're aging... Um, that it's maybe harder for you to become immersed in the whole rage sound, that whole style of music, not only from a Ken Carson, but just in general. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I'm not in the right settings to be listening to them. I'm not in the, like the same mindset as I was maybe five to six years ago. Uh, like it, maybe if I was listening to self titled by Playboy Cardi when in I was 23, it you know, it wouldn't it, hit the same. It, w- yeah. it wouldn't hit the same. It was because we were enjoying it, we were having fun. Um, life was a lot more carefree, and they make carefree music. You know, it's a lot of just, it's chaos. You know, it really is chaos, and I feel like you have to be in a certain mindset to be able to understand that. And I'm sure there's people our age that enjoy that type of sound, but. At this point in time, I, 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 I don't know,
1: because, like, yes, I agree with you. Maybe there's some bias in it because there was different experiences going on when we were oh, 17 listening sure. to Party. Yeah, but at the same time, most of that album, to me, was listened to like on the bus or, like, me commuting from place to place. And I don't know, listening to both of those projects side by side, because I've listened to both of them recently... Playboy Cardi is miles ahead of something like A Great Chaos in terms of just production and, um, you know, Cardi's originality. but I think it's just because again.
0: the sound is a bit different in 2023 now. Actually, it's completely different. Um, I think that, like, you could probably say that Excuse me, A Great Chaos has just so much value to it when it comes to that unpredictability factor. I've said that about albums like, let's say, Scaring the Holes for this year, where you're like, wow, Like I, I never thought I'd hear a production like this. Same thing for this. It's like, well, I could kind of understand where they're coming with the rage sound, but these trap beats are well done. And honestly, the mixing and mastering on the album wasn't all that bad. You know, that's a complaint, though, that I have with a lot of new music is like I'm trying to listen to the music and it just it sounds like a fucking soup. You know, that's the only problem. And this, yeah. is, a, this is not a problem I have with this album. So besides some songs, I besides say. some songs, there yeah. are some
1: clustered songs. But um, yeah, A Great Chaos by Ken Carson. I do have one more recommendation that I did want to talk about, and Where that's going to be the album Panic by Toby um so i don't know if you've heard this yet but albums 12 songs 42 minutes comes to us from a nigerian canadian artist named toby he's been working on the album for four years and he really turned in something special it's um an album where you could tell this guy a panic panic you could tell he put you know his blood sweat and tears into it and i don't love the entire record i'll be honest there's certain tracks that i don't really gravitate towards but it's a nice mix of r&b and the, yeah, that's the one the intro is called someone I knew it's one of the, the year's best intros to me takes you through different difficult memories that he's reliving in his head such as what his experience was like when 9-11 happened or his first time ever having a gun in his hand and that songs accompanied by a beautiful live choir and really um, classical instrumental. And um there's also great collaborations between Toby and other artists that make the same type of hip hop that he does. So you have collaborations with artists like Mavi in there. You also mm. have Kenny Mason featured, you have Topaz Jones that's also on the track list. So it's a lot of that like lo-fi um, Oh, I'm gonna like this. Yeah, though. lo-fi chill hip hop mixed in with a lot of R and B cuts. And if you enjoy substance, not only lyrically but also instrumentally. Um, There's a lot to admire here and just his taste making abilities in general like I said in terms of who he paired himself up with artist wise and also the sample selection was really well calculated so um, yeah that's the last recommendation super underrated going under the radar right now but um, one of the best albums that I've heard. Um within the last couple of months, man, for sure. But yeah, do you have anything
0: else to bring in? That's it, man. I wanted to talk about Sanfa. I wanted to talk about the the new West Side Gun album. Um and I wanted to talk about a couple of other releases, but it's kinda hard to bring in too much into these types of episodes for like a monthly roundup. There's only a certain amount of good music, at least for myself, that I'm on the radar about. But guys, with that being said, put me on game. Let me know in the Q and A what should me and Lou be listening to that we haven't mentioned in this episode and Guys, we're uh, we're coming towards the end of the year. It's very exciting. November is uh, right around the corner. Or actually, are you guys going to be hearing this on November? No. You You're going to
1: be hearing it on, on Halloween. October uh, 31st is when yes, the, when absolutely. this episode is going to launch. So maybe October or November for some of you guys. Uh, but, but regardless,
0: uh, thank you guys so much for the reception on the audio yeah. podcast. We really um, appreciate you guys. Incredible reception week in and week out. And uh, we're happy to be able to put you guys on game. We're happy to be able to give you guys our takes. And um, we're just happy to have you guys here with us. So with that being said, Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you guys access your audio episodes. Thank you guys so much for listening to us today, and we'll catch you next Tuesday. Peace.